Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. There's a married couple. They have been married for a long time. They could not get along. One evening, they were having a fight. They keep arguing with each other. Eventually, they both are tired, so they began to play the cold war, quiet. No one talked to each other. After 8 p.m., everyone just stay quiet. And the husband had to wake up at 6 a.m. to go out on the business trip. But they both sleep in the same room, turn face from each other. Because of the cold war, the husband write a note on her bed before she came in to go to sleep and say, could you please wake me up at 6 a.m.? And in the morning at 8 a.m., he woke up. He turned around and his wife point finger side of his bed. She didn't say anything. So he went back to pick up the piece of paper. This is 6 a.m., wake up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. That doesn't happen in my house, don't worry. Uh, Did you learn something this morning? We're going to continue to look in the word together regarding divine protection. Are you ready? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your truth regarding divine protection. Lord, we believe that when we practice your word, when we believe in your promise, we shall see the result and we honor you and we give you the regal right to do great things in our life because we have faith in you, Lord. And we declare what you promise in the Bible, Father. We thank you so much. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to read this scripture one more time in the book of Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1. Second Timothy 3, 1 say, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. We are living in the last day, and we cannot change this scripture. We are facing the dangers, the problem in this world. So the question is not that we're going to change the situation in the world. The question is, how can we be protected in this dangerous and perilous world that we are living in right now? From this generation, if the Lord Jesus does not come back, our children and grandchildren are going to face dangers and problems in this world. This morning, I was 
talking about Psalm chapter 91. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 91 about the protection of the Lord. In verses 1 to 2 say, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Everyone say, I say. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. So this morning we learned in the first session, we learned that we need to believe and acknowledge and accept God as our God. And we need to believe that he is our protector. And we confess with our mouth by faith every day without any reservation, without any doubt that God is my protector. We acknowledge him as a protector and also we confess it with our mouth. Psalm 91 is applied to individuals, to the church level, to the family level, and also to the nation as well. If we practice this scripture, this chapter of the Bible, we're going to experience the protection of God. God is just, therefore, He only can practice protection on those people who accept Him as God and who believe that He is the protector. And he, those people who already confess that He is the protector. Why many Christians are not protected? Because they don't have faith that God is their protector. And because they don't confess with their mouth that God is their protector. They always quote this sentence, we never know what's going to happen. Oh, it's normal for us to be in fear. We can get into trouble. Maybe it's my turn this time. They were thinking negative. They did not believe in the protection of God. In fact, we need to change our way of life. We need to stand in faith and confess with our mouth that our God is the protector. And we should thank God for his protection. No matter where you are in the world, you can say the same thing. In the airplane, in the boat, on the train, in Europe, in Thailand, in America, you can confess the same thing every single day. For the rest of your life, everyone confess with me. God is my defender. He is my protector. He is my God. In Him, I trust. And if you keep doing that, you're going to be under His covering. He will send His angels to be around us, to protect us all the time. When your angels need to move us from one place to another place, the angels will do it in order to save us and rescue us from dangers and perils. So we're going to see the book of Acts continue to today. God is the God of protection. Let me read from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 9 to 10. In this scripture, we talk about a godly man. We're talking about God's true children who love him, who follow him. And God cares for his children so much. The most important thing of the whole universe is 
God's people in His heart. The Bible says, "For the Lord's portion is His people." Are you His people? Okay, Jacob, you can put your name in there. Is the place of His inheritance. Jacob represents the father of the believers: Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He found him in the desert. Thank God, God found me in Bangkok, in the land of idolatry. He found me, and in the wasteland, a holy wilderness. He encircled him. What does it mean? He protected him. He covered him. He instructed him. He kept him. He protected him as the apple of his eyes. Are these scriptures for you and me too? Yeah. Are we the apples of his eyes? Yeah. Does he cover us? Yeah. Does he encircle us? Yeah. Does he instruct us yeah. and keep us? Yeah. Yes, we can believe when we can expect that God encircle us, instruct us what to do. We are led by the Holy Spirit. He teaches us to the Holy Spirit, and He keep us. Actually, there's a prayer that God told Aaron to pray for the children of Israel. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His countenance over you and give you grace. You see, even the prayer of Moses and Aaron talk about God keeps His people, protect His people. I will continue to read in Deuteronomy 32:11 to 15. As an eagle. Stir up the nest, hovers over its young. Talking about God, hover the feather, the cloud of glory, hover over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wing. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign god with him. Jacob was a faithful believer. He has only one God. He served only one God. He loved God only, so he has no foreign God with him. God protects him, guides him, leads him like an eagle leading its young. He make him ride in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He make him draw honey from the rock. The blessing of the Lord, even though the economy may look bad, the money can come out to the hands of the. Believer, and oil from the flinty rock, curds from the cattle. He blessed the business of Jacob, and milk of the flock, with fat of lambs and rams of the bread of Bashan, and goats with the choicest wheat. And you drank wine and the blood of the grapes. But now, but there are two kinds of people in the world. One kind is like Jacob. How many people want to be like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? I want to be like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Love my God with all my heart. I seek the kingdom of God first. I say, Lord, my food is to do the will of my Father. I want to be on that side, and God encircle me, provides for me, bless the work of my hand. He cover me, protect me. But there's another group of people in the world. In verse 15. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat. Now he was talking to this man Jeshurun, who become rich, 
who eat a lot, who have so much in him, he become prideful, and he forget about God now. He enjoy the material things in the world. He love money. He love the fun in the world, but he forget about God. You grow thick. You are obese. This is a condition, the spiritual condition that he is not healthy spiritually. Then he forsook God, who made him, and scornfully esteem the rock, mean the God of his salvation. This is another group of people in the world who just have good time, relaxing, enjoying the happiness in this world. They may grow up in America. They heard the gospel when they were young, and they went to church together with their parents. But when they grow up, they say, "I don't care about God. I don't want to go to church. I don't care about serving the Lord. I'm going to work seven days a week. I'm going to make a lot of money." Verse 15 is a tragic trend of God's people in our society right now. That people in the Western country are forsaking the Lord and walk away from the Lord. They don't want God anymore in the school, in the courthouses, in their own home, at dining table. They lightly esteem God. And look at what happened in Deuteronomy 32:16 to 18. They provoke him to jealousy with foreign gods. These people. Have other gods, maybe money, maybe position, maybe fame, comfortable life. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God. To God's small g with s, they did not know. To new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Of the rock. Who begot you? You are unmindful and have forgotten the God who fathers you. Should we be mindful of God? Should we be mindful? Should we think about reading the Bible? Should we wake up early in the morning, morning on Sunday and say, "God, I think of you. I'm going to go to worship you. I'm so excited. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to go to church." Should we think, God? I want to build your church. I want to get involved. I'm mindful of your desire, your will, your plan. I want my life to please you. Should we be mindful of God, or we just think about how much money I'm gonna make, how successful I'm gonna be? These people are unmindful of our God. And if you continue to read, you will see one thing that they face. Coming judgment, Deuteronomy 32 verses 28 to 29. For they are a nation void of counsel, no counsel from God anymore, and they don't have the counsel of God. Nor is there any understanding in them. They have no idea about what the Bible say. No understanding about God, or that they were wise before they left the Lord. They before they kicked God out of their life and worship idols. If they were wise. If they understood this, I mean, this is before backsliding, that they would consider their latter end. If they were wise, then realize that if they forsake God, 
they will come out from God's protection. They will not be judged if they don't forsake the Lord. What's going to happen to a nation that forsake God? What's going to happen to a family or a man or a woman who forsakes the Lord? No more Bible in the classroom. Don't pray aloud here. Please don't mention the name of Jesus in this home. We don't want any name of God in the meeting hall. Don't bring prayer into the school. If our nation is going toward that direction, we call godlessness, ungodliness. What does it mean, ungodliness? Kick God out. No God around. Don't bring the name of Jesus around here. Don't bring anything else about the Bible. But we're going to enjoy our life. We can trust science. We can trust our education. We can trust our dollars. People can believe in, in other gods. We don't want to offend anybody. We are not going to talk about Jesus here because we don't want to offend anybody. They want to keep God out of everything in their life. What can happen to them? My dear brother and sister, God is so real. I don't know about you. God is so real to me. God created everything. Look at the flowers. Look at people around you. God created you. He has given us the next breath. Why don't you take a breath? Who gave that breath to you? The Lord. The Bible says that all things in this universe have been upheld by the words of His power. I still stand today. I still have my heartbeat today because God gave me life. He breathed His life into me. Therefore, I'm still alive today and my diaphragm still breathing. My medulla, my brain here, medulla is here. He's still working to make my body breathing oxygen every day. He is the owner of the, all the creation. He is the one who gives us oxygen to breathe. The rain on the planet Earth so that we can have water to drink. He is the almighty God. And not only that, He is our defender. He is our protector. He is our creator. He is our provider. And His covering is on us. We can be protected by God. Should we believe in God? Should we follow God? Or we can say, I cannot protect myself. I know I cannot protect myself. There are many sicknesses and diseases that you cannot even control them. They can attack you anytime. Bacteria and viruses everywhere. So we want the protection of the Lord. And we want Him to continue to sustain us, to keep us alive. To act like there is no God and to, or to eliminate Him from our life is not a wise thing to do. Deuteronomy 32, verse 30. How could one man chase a thousand or two put 10,000 to flight unless that rock had sold them? That rock means that God has sold them. Capital R, O-C-K. Unless the Lord had given them up. The Bible said, how come one man 
can kill 1,000 people. That is almost impossible. How can two men put 10,000 people to death? It's impossible. But it can happen when that army with 1,000 men and 10,000 men forsake the Lord. No more protection. Even one man can kill 1,000 people without the protection of the Lord. That's what God tried to say. Deuteronomy 32, 31 say, For their rock, mean their little gods, is not like our rock, which means our God, capital R-O-C-K. Even our enemies themselves being judges, which means even the enemies know that our God is a big God. Verses 35 to 38, Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time. God talked about Jethurun, his family, that nation that forsook God and have other gods in their life. For the days of the calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten up upon them. For the Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone and there is no one remaining, born or free, he will say, when those people who reject God, kick God out of their life, eliminate God, and say, I don't want God anymore, I don't care about God, you know, sometimes you still call yourself Christian, but actually in your action, you really reject God. God tells you to do something, you say, I don't care. I don't want to obey God. I do whatever I want. Even though you still have the name as a member of New Hope International Church, even though you may show up in the church one Sunday a month, just because that day you feel guilty, you don't show up. But in real life, Monday to Saturday, and the rest of the Sunday after church service, you still, you own God. God is not your God. He tells you to do something, I don't care. He tells you to go there, no, I'm not going. He is not your God. Your God must be your master, your Lord. Whatever he say, you need to do it. Amen? He, he's, he see that their power is gone and there's no one remaining born or free. He will say, where are their gods? Where are your monies? Where are your bank accounts? Where are your computers? The rock in which they sought refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering. Let them... Rise and help you and be your refuge. When you forsake God, you kick God out of your own life. You kick God out of your family. No more God in the school. No more God in this nation. And when you get into trouble, something happened to you. And you say, God, where are you? Help me. Now I am in trouble. Now I have an incurable disease. Now I'm losing my job, my money. Somebody taking my job away from me. I'm facing bad situation right now. Even one person can kill my army with 1,000 people. Two persons can kill 10,000 people of my army. Where is my God? Where is the God? And the God 
of heaven will look from heaven and say, "Ah, you have your own gods. You have your own rock. Small R, not big R. Why don't you call your god? I'm not gonna save you. I'm not gonna protect you. You are on your own. You are on your own. You ask your own gods or you yourself protect yourself." We have to play our part in God's protection, so that we can give spiritual, legal right for Him to protect us. And the legal right is this: Who is our God? Do we really treat Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as our God and Master and Lord, or He is just your decoration? God tell you to do something. You say, "I don't care. I run my own life." God say to the children of Israel, "You have your own gods now. You have left me. You walk away from me. Why don't you take care of yourself or call on your God? Should we put God out of our life? Should we treat God as our Lord and our Master?" Can he protect us? If God is our still God, should we kick him out of our family and our system? Should we kick God out from our job, our business? Should we get God involved with us in everything we do? We should let God come in. We should invite God to be involved with everything we do, so that we can receive His protection. Amen. We need God in everything we do in our life. Don't say I don't want God anymore. A lot of people try to substitute substitute things for God today. They say that I don't care about God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob anymore. They count on something else. How about you? Do you count on God or you count on something else? I don't count on money. I don't count on my job. I don't count on anything else. I count on God. Some people say, "You know, I don't need God." Science has progressed so much nowadays. The medical field is so good today. And I want to tell you, even the smartest doctor in the world can tell you one day, "I'm sorry, I cannot help you. Your disease is fatal." There is no treatment. I'm sorry. You cannot depend on science to protect you. You cannot depend on anything, money, any system of the world to protect you. Please don't put your trust in men. Don't put your trust in human system. Put your trust in God. He must be your God. Have faith. In your God, that He is your protector. He is the Creator of heaven and earth. He has unlimited or infinite wisdom, power, understanding, and all kinds of things that He can help us. He is the answer to our life. I believe in Him, and I want Him to protect me. I don't want to depend on other things. 
I keep God with me all the days of my life. I can count on Him to help me in every situation. I remember one time a patient of mine who I did not do anything wrong, but he wanted to make money, so he called a lawyer and tried to make a lawsuit against me, which I didn't do anything wrong. He got a stroke 24 hours after surgery, but he blamed me that I make him have a stroke. The stroke can happen to anybody at 67 years old. He was 67 years old, so that's why we need protection from God not to have a stroke. So he tried to sue me, but I called out to God, Lord, you will deliver me out of this situation, and God did. Two weeks before I went to the court, the court day come up. The lawyer called me. Hello, Dr. Lahaprasit. I have a good news to tell you. That case is canceled. I want to shout. I want to say Hallelujah! God deliver me out of them all. I'm not ashamed to talk about Jesus. I'm not ashamed to pray for my patient in the OR. When the patient lie in the bed, and I say, "Can I pray for you in the name of Jesus?" Could you please give us the good surgery today, successful surgery? I want him in everything. When I perform surgery, I want him to protect me from from causing any complication or death or any fatal problem in my patients. I need him to protect my surgery. I need him to protect me from the lawsuit. I need his protection. I want him to, in every part of my life. Going, coming, serving, traveling, talking to my family, vacation time, swimming, snorkeling. I need God all the time in everything I do. Amen. Do I need God during snorkeling? Yes. I need God during snorkeling. Do you notice one thing? All the nations that reject God, all kick God out. They are afflicted by famine, poverty, and disease because they reject God. Do you notice the whole world? And do you notice that why members in our church are healthy and well-to-do financially? Because we love God. We are like Jacob. God take care of us. Is that right? Those who have, have forsaken God and rejected Him and worship other gods have no protection from the Lord. I want to tell you right now: there is no enough money in the world to be able to fix the problem in many countries around the world. There is not enough money to fix sickness, curses, and problems in Thailand. The answer for Thailand is not money; is that people repent, turn to God, and ask God for being their protector. Money is not the answer. Amen. He is the one who can fix every problem. He is the one who can protect us from anything in this perilous world. We need God so much. If people reject God, there is no God in them. Let me ask this question: Is it His responsibility to protect them? No. Is that right? Um, can you imagine? One day you get into a car accident, 
and you call a insurance company, you talk to the claim adjuster or the the person who you make a claim. Hello, Mr. So and So. My name is Dr. Lau. Why do you call me? Uh, my name is Varun Lahaprasit. Uh, what is your policy number? Uh, you know, Mr. So and So, I don't believe in insurance. I never buy any insurance, but now I need your help. Can you help me pay for the loss? You know what the insurance adjuster gonna say? I don't know you. I have no contract with you. You don't have the policy number. Hang up. What the Bible called policy that we have with Jesus? That word in the Bible called covenant. We have a covenant with God. If you don't believe in God, you don't have a covenant with God. And when you get into trouble and you call to God, God, can you help me? God say, uh, "What is your policy number?" I don't know you because you reject me all along. You never believe in me. If God is not your God. He is not responsible to take care of you, to bless you, to protect you, because you are your own Lord. And if you go in the wrong direction, you cannot expect Him to restore you back. You have to take care of yourself because you reject the Lord. Jesus is not your God. In James chapter five, verses fourteen to fourteen, talking about this issue here. Let me ask this question one more time: Is Jesus your Lord? If Jesus is your Lord, will you do what He say? Okay, I'm going to show you Scripture. You're going to do what He say. James chapter five, verses fourteen to fifteen: Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. This is one of the example of God's deliverance and healing, and God's miracle. There are stubborn Christian, or independent chick, independent sheep and chick. Not under the mother's hand. They just run around. They have no church. Maybe they just go to church once a year. I don't want to commit to any church. They don't even know the name of the elders and the pastor. And one, they get into trouble. Ah, uh, I need to call somebody to pray for me. I have a terrible disease right now, but I don't know their number. I don't know their name. Maybe I can call somebody in New Hope International Church. To get the name, the number of Pastor Lau, so he get my number, two o six dot 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 dot. I'm not gonna tell that in the in the YouTube people will call me. And hello, Doctor Lau, Pastor Lau, can you come and pray for me? I have something to counsel you. And I think in my heart, I don't really know you. You come to my church only two times in. One year, I don't know what you're doing. 
How can I give you counsel? I don't know your life. You know, right now I'm mad at my wife. I want to divorce her, and I'm sick right now. Can you give me counsel and pray for me? I say it's not my job. It's not my job to give you counsel because I don't know you. How can you give counsel if you don't see people on a regular basis? Know how they live, how they treat their husband, they treat their wife. You cannot give counsel to people you don't know. And that's what happened. People don't want to commit to any church. When they get into trouble, they call you, and they want your help. But if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord, you will not play a game. You will find a good local church, and you will submit and commit to that good local church, and you will be under the care of the shepherd of that flock or sheepfold. In there, you have protection from the pastor, covering. And when you get into trouble, you know his name, you know his number, and he come into your house. He has the legal right to exercise his faith, to pray for you, and command the sickness to get out of you, because you are under his covering. My policy is this: number one, I will not pray for people who don't submit to God. My second policy: I will not go to any home and pray for people if they don't submit to me and my faith and my anointing. It will be wasting my time. If they don't submit to my God, they don't submit to my authority and anointing. It's going to be a waste of my time because I cannot exercise. The legal right, spiritual legal right, to help by using my faith. In the same way, God cannot help you if you don't submit to God and you don't believe in His power and His protection. You need to treat the Lord as your God, and you don't reject Him. You obey Him, and you're gonna have supernatural protection. Amen. You need to submit to your pastor. You need to make sure you have a church home. You go to a church, have a clear spiritual covering. Amen. Judges chapter ten verses six to nine. Then the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served the Baals and Ashtoreth. The gods of Syria, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the people of Ammon, and the gods of Philistines, and they forsook the Lord and did not serve Him. So the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and He sold them again. The Bible used the word "sold them," let go. They are not mine anymore. He let them go. He sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the people of Ammon. From that year, they harassed and oppressed the children of Israel for eighteen years. All the children of Israel who were on the other side of the Jordan in the land of Amorites in Gilead, moreover, the people of Ammon crossed over the Jordan to fight against Judah also, against Benjamin and against the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was severely distressed. The Bible talk about the Lord was angry. Let me ask the husband in this room: Do you think our relationship with God is like a husband and wife? Yes, 
Jesus is called the groom, and we are the bride. Let me all ask all the husband in this room. After you get married, you take care of her, you protect her, you're nice to her, you try to make sure she is well to do, she is taken care of, and one day suddenly she disappear, and she go to sleep with another man. I know it doesn't happen here, but I just give you picture so you can see. You think that husband gonna laugh and be happy? He gonna be furious. He gonna be very angry. He cannot do anything. The woman left, gone. But one day that woman get into trouble and come back. Uh, honey, honey, I need money. I need uh, a diamond ring. I need a new one. What is the reaction of that husband? <laughs> bye bye. Too late now. I'm not obligated to help you. I'm not obligated to meet your need anymore. I don't have the legal right to help you anymore. What is protection? Protection means covering something over you. When you want to protect your body, you put an armor on over you. Is that right? God's power, God's force, and presence are real. You don't see Him because you are in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm. God's covering and protection is real. The hand of God is on you and me. When you believe in God, when you confess that God is your protector, His hand is on you. The angels are around you. He put His covering over you. The Bible says, God sold the children of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. When they rejected God, when they worship idols, what happened? God say, "Bye bye. This wife committed adultery. Walk away from me. Done. I'm not taking care of you anymore." And when God leaves like that, who gonna laugh and have fun? The devil. The devil is waiting for that thing to happen to people. When you walk out of the church and get mad at the pastor, you run your own life. You say, "I do whatever I want. I don't care about God anymore." The devil gonna have a good time. You gonna be his dinner or lunch. He come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The reason the devil cannot touch you right now because when he come to you, he bows back. When he send demon to attack you, the demons. Cannot touch you, cannot come close to you at all, because the covering of the Lord is on you. When the protection of God is taken away, because you reject God and you start to be goofy and disobedient or independent chick, what happened? You're gonna face the curses of the world. 
you're gonna face sickness in this world, crazy people. The devil gonna send his weapon to attack you. I don't want to be on my own, even for 10 seconds. I want the covering of the Lord 24/7. The Lord spoke to me lately. The direction of this church is number one: walk in faith. Two, walk in holiness. Three, walk in obedience. Four, receiving the life of God from the file of God. If you notice all of my preaching in this direction, filled with the presence of God, glory of God, have faith in God, obey God, and live a holy life. And the Lord told me the reason I want you to tell my people to live a holy life because you don't want to open the door of your life even one second for the devil to step in. Because he's going to come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If we walk by faith, trust the Lord, obey Him, fill with the fire, fill with the presence of God all the time. We are not ashamed to talk about God. We are bold to declare that the Lord is our protector. What happened? The presence of God will be upon us. We need the presence of God when we stay home. We need the presence of God when we wake up in the morning. We need the covering of the Lord when we get out of the house, drive on the freeway, everywhere, even during the surgery, I cut on people. I need the covering of the Lord to protect me. I need it all the time. Therefore, I make a decision to live in the fire, to live a holy life, to walk by faith, and to live in obedience. God saw the Israelite to the hands of the Philistine. What happened in verses 10 to 13? And I will wrap up. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, saying, We have sinned against you. It took 18 years after being tortured. Torture, torture. I hope that if you face some problem, you repent ASAP. Don't wait for 18 years, okay? Like these children of Israel. They waited for 18 years. We have sinned against you because we have both forsaken our God and served the Baals. So the Lord said to the children of Israel, Did I not deliver you from the Egyptians? Did I send Jesus to die for you? Shed the blood for you? And from the Amorites and from the people of Ammon and from the Philistines, also the Sidonians and the Amalekites and more knights oppressed you, and you cried out to me, and I delivered you from their hand. Remember the past. I take care of you. I bless you. I give you a job. I protect you in the past, but you forsake me. Yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore, I will deliver you no more. Look at verse 15, 14, and 15. Go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in your time of distress. And the children of Israel said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do to us whatever seems best to you. Only deliver us this day, we pray. The conclusion of this teaching in this lesson is this. Do you have God as your God in your life? Do you reject God like the children of Israel? 
When God warned you of something, when you face distress, you get into trouble, will you repent right away, turn around and say, God, I'm sorry, I have been naughty, I don't serve you, I don't go to church, I complain, I love money more than you, God, I'm sorry, I want to get back into your covering. I want to get back into your protection. Or will you be stubborn to go on with your life and the Lord will say, I sell you to the hand of the enemy. And let him hit you. I don't protect you anymore. I hope this teaching is a reminder to you that don't forsake the Lord. Don't kick God out of your life. Keep him 24-7. If you don't treat him as your Lord, repent tonight. Do what he say. Don't be a stubborn sheep of God. Don't be an independent chick toward the mother hen. We're going to learn that, I believe, tomorrow about the mother hen. The feather around her cheeks. Amen? We're going to keep God with us all the days of our life. We're going to honor God. We will not be ashamed to talk about Jesus. We will not be ashamed to pray out loud. God protect me. God bless me. God provides for me. Anytime my patient tell me, Dr. Lau, I suffer for 20 years. Your surgery fixed my back. I am healthy now. I don't have any more pain. You know what I did? I point finger up. My God, give me ability to fix your neck and your back. I want to give glory to God. And many times the patients are Christian too. They point finger up to heaven too. They say, thank God for sending me to the Christian doctor like you. Amen. We don't need to apologize that we worship God, we serve God, we are the believer. We don't need to make any excuse that God is my God, He is my protector, He is my Lord. And we can proclaim, we can declare that my God is God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to stay in His covering. I will dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide in his shadow all the days of my life. God is my protector. How many people say that I will never forsake God? I will never reject God. Amen? You may face temptation, money, position, job, maybe woman, maybe a man come. He looks so handsome. You'd say, I just turned 20. I need to get married. This man come to me. I need to get married, but he doesn't want me to go to church. Uh-oh. Will you choose God or choose the man? Or the man in this room, you're single, and a woman show up. You say, I already turned 21. I need to get married now. And the woman say, if you marry me, I don't want God in this house. Will you marry her? 
I hope not. I hope you choose God first. Because God is your answer, your provider. He is your protector. Choose God first before anything else in your life. Amen. Let us confess together. Father in heaven, you are my God, my defender, my rescuer. You are my fortress. My refuge. You are my covering. Lord, I trust you. I promise you, Lord. I will not forsake you. Reject you. Leave you out. I want to keep you. I want to stay in the secret place of the Most High. And I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Every single second, every day, this world is full of dangers and perils. I need your protection, Lord. I call on you, Lord, that you shall protect me. Every day, when I sleep, when I wake up, when I go, when I come back, when I travel, when I work, everything that I do, your angels shall surround me. Your shield of favor will be over me and around me. Demons, curses, crazy people, Satan cannot come near me. They cannot touch me because I have supernatural protection of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. I declare. I decree. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The reason I love the file of God. One of the reasons. There are many reasons. One of the reasons. Actually, lately I speak to you. Lately, God really showed me something. He said to me, "Son." Do you know that all these 20 plus years, when you lay hand on people, when you move in the Holy Spirit or in the fire, my spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead, pass into your life, fill you up, and He give life to you. That's why you are healthy at this age. That's why you can lay hand on three thousand people in three and a half hours. That's why you have so much life on the inside of you. I'm so convinced that it's so good to be in the church that the glory and the presence of God fill our life on a regular basis. Because any time the Spirit touches. 
He gives us life. Life flow in, and you shall be healthy. You shall be strong. You shall be full of the life of God. Amen. Not only that, the presence of God is our protection. I tell you about the story of the movie, the real story they make up as a movie, named The Grace. This movie, a group of people have an airplane crash in Alaska. As long as they have the torch of the fire, all these hundreds of wolves dare not even walk close to them. They just stood there, look at them, and could not even get closer because of the fire in their hand. Interesting. When you are in the fire, the devil will try to attack you, but he cannot destroy you. He's scared of you because you have the fire of God in your life. Amen. How many people want to carry the fire, the torch? Somebody here named the torch too. Long torch from Thailand. The fire of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So tonight, I will spend some time to pray for you and ask the Lord to touch you with His fire. Amen. You receive by faith, surrender to Him. I'm gonna ask uh, tomorrow when we have time. I'm gonna ask Kun Yok to give testimony how the fire of God touched him. Tomorrow I will ask him to share. He met me first time in Las Vegas the first time, and when I lay hand on him, he looked at my eyes. What is he doing? Then his wife told him, "Honey, you need to surrender. You need to be desperate for God to touch you." So the next time I lay hand on him, he surrendered. And he will he will share in detail. I share a little bit tonight. The fire of God hit him. The fire burned on the inside of him for four days, and when he went to the airport to go like this in order to pass the security, he has nothing in his body. This is interesting. Sorry, the security see the peep 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 come up and see the heat on his hand. Saw the usually it should not be light up. It light up in his hand. It sound like some heat on his hand. Should he give testimony? Okay, okay. To me. Hello. Well, I'm a little nervous. I'll let you know, cause I, I'm not used to being in front of everybody. But anyways, back in 2014. When I met um, Pastor Valun in Pasadena, which is uh, Pastor Sam's uh, revival, we were out there. That was the first time I met Pastor. When he was laying hand, I was like, "What is this man doing?" I just stood there, look at him. I didn't fall down or go crazy, right? So my wife go, "Why, why didn't you go down?" I go, "What am I supposed to do?" Because I, I don't know. And then so we left. I didn't fell down while at the revival. 
So um, the next revival was in Las Vegas, February 2015. Wow. When pastors showed up, I know most of uh, San Diego church was there. They were pl playing the music. So I can feel the presence of God throughout that whole evening when he was there. I can feel the fire of God was touching everybody. Even before he was laying hand, I can feel the presence of God throughout the room. So um, me and my wife, my wife, well, you better surrender this time. So, uh, so but anyways, pastor came up and he uh, kind of like walked toward me. I can feel the fire of God, okay? That's something that I never felt before, not in Pasadena, but this time I surrender. So I fast and I ask the Lord, Lord, you better change me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surrender to you everything. So when the pastor came, he prayed over me. I knocked down to the, to the floor. Nobody catch me. I think I just hit my... But anyways, I went on the floor. I was speaking in tongue by myself. I was in tears. Okay, that ends there. When everything was done, I, I, I stayed in Vegas for like five days. So four of that five days, I had an experience with the fire of God, okay? I was burned every night. <laughs> every night at exactly 1.30 in the morning, I woke up with a sweat. I don't know what is happening to me. I felt my hand was burning. My stomach was burning. My face was burning. My lung was burning for almost four days. So um, on the fifth day, I had to go back to San Diego because I have to get back to work. So I have to go through TSA checkpoint where they pat you down, they make sure you don't carry anything. So it was my turn to go up with my hand up like everybody else. So I was, <laughs> I was just, just stood there and then I was like, what, what is he waiting for? Why didn't he flag me to go forward? So he go, come back here. I was like, for what? So he showed me that my hand was kind of like in flame. <laughs> and my stomach and my lung. Okay? Not, not, not just that. A week later, because I used to smoke, I used to drink. A week later, the Lord took that away from me. Okay? I stopped smoking. I love you, Lord. I stopped smoking, and slowly I quit drinking. I used to be like almost an alcoholic, okay? I'm not, that's something that's between me and God. When I surrender, he helped me out, because I know he can do all kinds of miracles, because our God is impossible. He loves us. Tonight, if you're going to get touched, ask the Lord, Father, I surrender. Touch me. Let him work. The Holy Spirit will work in you. Okay, we'll clean you up. You're going to be a new man. I've been on the fire of God for almost five years now. And everywhere this pastor is go, I go. Okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. God loves everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I believe there are many people who have testimony like this. Amen? So...
I'm still young. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what do you say? I should not do that. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to be prayed for? Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for the Inside of me, I'm hungry for the move of God. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty, yes I am. Pour out your Holy Ghost, Lord, I want to see. Oh, oh, oh. 
International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com.
for you, Lord.